Hello, knowledge seekers. In this episode of 20 Minute Books, we delve into Capitalism, Socialism, and Democracy, an essential text that unpicks the fabric of economic organization and its relationship with political structures. Authored by the renowned Joseph Schumpeter, a pivotal figure in political economics, this book is his most celebrated work and is known for its profound impact on the social sciences, where it stands as the third most cited book. Written in 1942, Capitalism, Socialism and Democracy remains strikingly relevant as it theorizes the inherent vulnerabilities within the capitalist system that may lead to its eventual decay brought about by the very mechanisms that propel it. Schumpeter introduces us to the concept of creative destruction, the process by which innovation revolutionizes the economic structure from within, incessantly destroying the old one and incessantly creating a new one. It is a narrative that champions the entrepreneur as a central agent of change within this framework. This book offers an insightful narrative that explores the contrasts and interplay between capitalism and socialism, examining each system's efficacy and sustainability within a democratic context. Schumpeter presents a critical outlook on these ideologies, providing a nuanced discussion conducive to an in-depth understanding of their effects on society. Intended for students of social sciences, political enthusiasts, economic scholars, and anyone with a curiosity about the trajectory of capitalist economies, capitalism, socialism, and democracy is an intellectual journey that elucidates complex economic theories through the astute observations of one of the 20th century's leading economists. Whether you're seeking to grasp the intricacies of political economy or ponder the future of capitalism, Schumpeter's work promises a thought-provoking read. Join us as we summarize the key insights from this landmark publication in the space of 20 minutes. Capitalism, Socialism, and Democracy. Essential Analysis on Where the World Economy is Headed. Introduction. The Perpetual Debate. Can capitalism really endure? As individuals steeped in the modern world, it's easy to believe that the economic system we're familiar with is the only one that makes sense. Capitalism has long been hailed as the victor in the ideological arena, but questions about its sustainability and suitability persist. Imagine entering a time machine and traveling back to the 1930s. This is when the economist Joseph Schumpeter delved into these pressing questions and crafted a theory that continues to captivate thinkers today. Schumpeter contended that capitalism isn't the invincible force many take it for. According to him, capitalism carries within it the seeds of its own destruction. This future journey through the economist's enlightening and possibly prophetic theories will unravel the intricacies of his argument, which critically dissected economic mechanisms and thoughtfully examined the repercussions on societal organization. Beyond the economics, Schumpeter's insight into democracy. Step beyond the world of supply and demand into Schumpeter's views on democracy. Unlike many who define democracy through a lens of idealism, Schumpeter approached it with a pragmatic twist, laying out a definition that sticks closely to the reality of how decisions are made 
and leadership is chosen within societies. Unlearn what you know. The fallacies of Marx. Bring your economic conceptions to the table as we unpack what Karl Marx may have gotten wrong. Schumpeter's critique of Marx doesn't just pinpoint inaccuracies, but offers a perspective shift on the ways economies transition and evolve. The ebb and flow of progress. Civilizations leap from mysticism. Witness the fascinating journey of human society as it gravitates away from the realm of magic and mysticism towards a landscape shaped by economic rationality. This evolution of thought didn't just change the way people live, it remodeled their very understanding of the world around them. The paradox of prosperity. How capitalism digs its own grave. Prepare for a paradoxical revelation as Schumpeter's exploration culminates in a stark irony. Capitalism is its own grave digger. In becoming so effective and prosperous, capitalism sets the stage for its termination, a thought that's as unsettling as it is enlightening. Through this journey, listeners will gain not just a summary of Schumpeter's work, but a window into the philosophical and economic zeitgeist of an era, and a reflection on how those ideas resonate today. Part 1. Marx's prophecies fall short of grasping capitalism's dynamic nature. Consider the figure of Karl Marx, towering over the landscape of social sciences with his predictions of a proletarian revolution. It's easy to see why some regard Marxism with a near-religious reverence. Through its paradigm, even the mundane is inspected with revolutionary fervor. Marx's theory that economies shape societies and are cyclical in nature made him a visionary of his time. He foresaw economic crises as a regular occurrence within capitalism's pulse. Karl Marx's economic theories were prophetic, but they're too static for the modern capitalist world. Diving into Marx's discourse, we encounter his dramatis personae, the proletariat and the bourgeoisie, locked in an economic waltz. Here, capitalists wring surplus value from workers' toil, the root of profit that ultimately leads the proletariat down a spiral of poverty as earnings thin out across expanding enterprises. Joseph Schumpeter, however, perceived the framework of Marx as somewhat reductionist, ignoring the vital faction of entrepreneurs, the catalysts invigorating capitalism with innovation and aspiration. Marx's theory, in Schumpeter's view, fails to account for their transformative role. Schumpeter critiques Marxism for its static nature, lacking the agility to track capitalism's perpetual metamorphosis. Rather than fostering oppression and impoverishment, as Marx argues, Schumpeter contends that capitalism is a tide lifting many boats, enhancing overall living standards. Next, we will explore how Schumpeter argues that capitalism does not suppress, but in fact has historically elevated the prosperity of the masses. Part 2. The Transformative Power of Capitalism in Society and Thought Tracing the contours of progress under capitalism, one can hardly ignore its significant contributions to societal advancement. Marx himself, in The Communist Manifesto, acknowledged this phenomenon, considering capitalism a crucial step toward the socialist future he envisioned. When we look under the hood of capitalism, 
we find a robust engine driving economic growth. Take the United States as an example. From the dawn of the Industrial Revolution through the 1940s, the nation's gross domestic product swelled consistently, with an approximate 2% increase each year. But economic growth is only the tip of the iceberg when considering capitalism's achievements. Here's the key message. Capitalism is responsible for great social and intellectual progress. As profit margins expanded, so too did average individual income. And despite Marx's outlook, the income disparity did not become excessively pronounced until later in the 20th century. Families found themselves enjoying a greater diversity of goods and services, directly enhancing their quality of life. Money didn't just multiply, it also stretched further. Goods became increasingly affordable, a visible example being the automobile, which saw a relative price drop over the decades. Quality also soared as competitors vied not just on price, but on excellence and innovation of their offerings. Consider the white stockings once exclusive to royalty. By the 1940s, they became an accessory for the masses, evidence of accessibility and improvement in living standards. What's more, the harsher features of capitalism, such as child labor and grueling work hours, faded into history, showing that capitalism could evolve into a less oppressive form. Therefore, capitalism's influence is not limited to material gains alone. It spurred a shift towards what Schumpeter called economic rationality, the propensity to see the world through a lens of costs and profits, influencing sectors as varied as space travel, healthcare, and legal justice, and replacing the archaic veil of mysticism with clear-cut pragmatism. In its quest for efficiency and progress, capitalism also ignited a fire under innovation and invention, driving aspirations and accomplishments that have significantly elevated our standard of living. So, while we enjoy the modern comforts of our daily lives, from fridges to flights, from radio waves to television screens, recognize the invisible hand of capitalism that brought them into our reach. Part 3. Capitalism thrives on reinvention through creative destruction. Amidst the apparent stability of capitalist growth lies a whirlwind of constant change, a relentless push for reinvention that characterizes the essence of the economic system. Picture a marketplace teeming with businesses vying for supremacy, each acutely aware that yesterday's breakthroughs are today's benchmarks and potentially tomorrow's relics. In this crucible of innovation, entrepreneurs and established firms alike must continually adapt, evolve, and occasionally reinvent themselves to remain relevant. This isn't a mere trend, but an ingrained aspect of capitalism's very DNA. Here's the key message. Capitalism feeds on a process of creative destruction. Joseph Schumpeter introduced the notion of creative destruction to capture this perpetual cycle where new ideas overshadow and render obsolete the old, carving pathways for growth from the ashes of defunct methodologies and products. While Marx and other economic thinkers may have overlooked this phenomenon, Schumpeter insists that it's a core component of capitalism's vitality. The concept of perfect competition, often held up as the gold standard of economic models, trips up against the reality of capitalism's vibrant, tumultuous nature. 
Managing to sustain equal output and price competition across companies is, at best, an economic utopia. Hence, critiques targeting big businesses for diluting this perfect structure may be aiming arrows at an illusion. Schumpeter didn't align with the existence of such a static market archetype. For him, competition extended beyond pricing. It was about the quality of goods, effective marketing, and, most significantly, innovation. Creative destruction was not an anomaly, but the very mechanism driving capitalism's evolution. To fully grasp capitalism, one must acknowledge creative destruction as its beating heart, underscoring that capitalism's state of flux is the norm, not an exception. Now, having traversed the dynamic landscape of capitalism, let's pivot to its historical adversary, socialism, and explore the contrasts and confrontations that it poses. Part 4. Socialism's theoretical soundness doesn't preclude practical success. The long-standing tug-of-war between capitalism and socialism has often left many pondering whether the latter can truly stand the test of reality. Socialism, with its centralized authority, managing the means of production, poses a stark contrast to capitalistic plurality. Here's the fundamental thought to consider. There's nothing to inherently prevent socialism from working. Capitalism revolves around competition-driven self-regulation with enterprises and financial institutions setting prices and making decisions about employment or trade autonomously. Socialism, on the other hand, envisions an orchestrated economy, possibly guided by a political body issuing vouchers that represent individuals' entitlement to the produced goods. A snag that skeptics grapple with is the absence of competitive pricing. How does one gauge demand without it? Prices are capitalism's dynamic balancing act between supply and demand. But Schumpeter believed that a government can just as effectively simulate this equilibrium in a socialist setup. Imagine establishing pricing boards for various industries, making decisions rooted in the demands of consumers, mimicking, in a way, the market's invisible hand. Allocating incomes in socialism could even reflect one's contribution to work somewhat mirroring capitalistic earning patterns, yet devoid of the intrinsic competitive strife. This key divergence, the lack of competition, defines socialism's structural identity, contrary to capitalism's self-adjusting market forces. From a logical standpoint, nothing theoretically bars socialism from functioning efficiently, yet detractors cite the chasm between theory and application, arguing that no government could wield enough insight to steer an entire economy without missteps. Schumpeter offers a rebuttal. Governing an economy, be it under socialism or capitalism, invariably involves a degree of conjecture. Decision-making, regardless of the economic framework, is shrouded in unpredictability. In Schumpeter's analysis, socialism's potential for success is evident, leaving open the question of its compatibility with democracy a subject we'll delve into further on. Part 5. Redefining Democracy in the Context of Real-World Politics When contemplating the interplay between socialism and democracy, we must first reconcile with our understanding of democracy itself. Is democracy an absolute virtue, the answer to every political conundrum, or simply a system with its own set of flaws? 
If a democratic process yields a resolution to resume witch hunts, could this be labeled as progress or as a misstep? Typically, democracy is painted as rule by the people, but this description tends to crumble under scrutiny. Not everyone wields the vote. Take children and convicts, for instance, and those who do often hand over the reins to representatives. These delegates, once installed, can fall prey to personal agendas, relegating the voters' interests. Here's the adjustment we must consider. We need to update our definition of democracy to account for the realities of elections. Classical democracy insinuates a collective, rational pursuit of the greater good, with the people choosing their leaders to actualize shared decisions. Such a framework imagines a unified vision of the good and assumes a consensual route to implementing it, which doesn't hold up amidst the complexity of modern societies. Our inclinations are as varied and erratic as the voices that caught them. Our values shaped not just by personal reflection, but by the marketing prowess of commercial and political campaigns. Let's entertain a new definition. Democracy is the competition for the electorate's choice, which grants victors the authority to enact political decisions. This interpretation aligns more tightly with democratic operations. It acknowledges the central role of leadership in governance, clarifying that the people's duty is to elect, not to govern. It accepts that no democratic regime can perfectly embody the totality of its constituents, serving instead the interests of a majority. With this refreshed understanding of democracy in hand, we can now delve into its compatibility with socialist structures. Part 6. Are socialism and democracy really compatible? The relationship between socialism and democracy is a dance of possibilities and pitfalls. Throughout history, socialism's promise of true democracy has been both a slogan and a battle cry, with deeply divided opinions on whether its implementation justifies undemocratic means. Socialism has demonstrated a chameleon like adaptability across different contexts, whereas in Russia, it unfurled through autocratic methods, it found a more democratic expression in Belgium, the Netherlands and England. But under what conditions can democracy flourish and can socialism foster those conditions, particularly after capitalism has set the economic stage? Here's a vital observation. Socialism may be as compatible with democracy as capitalism under certain conditions. Firstly, Democracy's lifeblood is the quality of its leadership. It thrives when the field of politics is attractive to individuals who are not only intellectually capable, but also genuinely concerned for societal well-being. Secondly, democracy's boundaries must be well-defined. Not every facet of public life demands a democratic verdict. Institutions like Supreme Courts exemplify decisions taken outside this democratic scope. A robust and responsive bureaucracy forms the third pillar for functioning democracy, handling the nitty-gritty that sustains the decision-making infrastructure. And crucially, the smooth functioning of democracy hinges on a collective acceptance of the decision-making process and the ability to manage dissension peacefully. According to Schumpeter, democracy came to light amidst capitalism's embrace of rationalist thought. But crucially, the prerequisites for democracy don't exclusively align with capitalism or socialism. Both systems can theoretically support a democratic framework. 
Admittedly, no system is infallible. Democratic operations may stumble in complexity, and under socialism a centralized authority's capacity to drive an efficient economy may come under strain. Yet these concerns are bumps in the road rather than dead ends. The coexistence of socialism and democracy is within reach, a prospect drawing significance from the looming possibility, as Schumpeter contemplated, that socialism might one day supersede capitalism as the dominant economic order. Part 7, Capitalism's Success Story, may end in self-destruction. The destiny of capitalism is shrouded in economic irony. Schumpeter, with unwavering conviction, declared that capitalism's own triumphs sow the seeds of its downfall, setting the stage for a socialist future. But what brings about this peculiar twist of fate? Consider the relentless pursuit of advancement through creative destruction in capitalism. It conjures a vision of boundless progress, yet what remains when every conceivable need is met and the urge to innovate dwindles? The main attributes of capitalism are poised to orchestrate its eventual self-destruction. In capitalism's march forward, the business backdrop is transforming. The individual owner's clout is waning, giving way to a faceless collective of management and shareholders. With decision-making growing more abstract, the quintessential entrepreneurial spirit risks becoming a mere shadow of itself. The march of mechanized efficiency brings us to an unexpected crossroads. When the thrill of breakthroughs subsides, making way for the mundanity of maintenance, capitalism's need for visionary leaders gives way to a demand for administrative overseers, an arena where socialism can compete neck and neck. Moreover, capitalism's own rationalist doctrine starts eroding its foundations. The empowerment to question and critique part of capitalism's rationalist heritage soon targets capitalism itself. Bourgeois intellectuals, once champions of the capitalist class, now increasingly extend sympathies to the proletariat, sowing dissent within their ranks. Yet another unintended consequence of rampant rationalization is the transformation of family dynamics and perspectives surrounding child rearing. When the decision to have children is put on a scale weighed down by economic calculations, the choice to be childless becomes enticing. Property and long-term investments lose their luster, and the motivation to earn and save diminishes, a blow to capitalism's lifeblood of relentless growth. As prosperity heightens, leisure proliferates, and education broadens under capitalism, the drive that fueled the system's ascent may falter. This enigmatic undercurrent threatens to unravel capitalism, potentially ushering in an era of socialism. Schumpeter foresaw capitalism's self-engineered end, clearing the path for socialism. And while this transition may seem disquieting, it could forge a new chapter of progress if we manage to marry socialism with the principles of democracy. Final summary. Capitalism's defining characteristic is its fluidity, an unending cycle of creative destruction that relentlessly reimagines products, industries, and markets. Yet, it's this very force of relentless change that also nibbles at the roots of its key pillars, entrepreneurship and market competition. As the tendrils of capitalism dig deeper, they paradoxically loosen the soil for socialist ideologies to take root. Crucial aspects of capitalism 
from the dismantling of traditional business ownership to the propagation of anti-bourgeois sentiment catalyzed this ideological shift. In essence, capitalism, by advancing its agenda, sets itself on a collision course with obsolescence, laying the groundwork for a socialist emergence. The hypothetical successor, socialism, could operate effectively under conducive conditions. However, intertwining the threads of socialism with the fabric of democracy may prove challenging. As capitalism's narrative unfolds towards its predicted demise, the potential ascendancy of socialism awaits, shadowed by the question of democratic integration. Thank you for joining me today on this journey of learning and discovery as we explored the insights of another thought-provoking book in our growing library of knowledge. If you've enjoyed our time together, please take a moment to follow our podcast, give us a five-star rating, and share 20-minute books with other knowledge seekers. Your support truly means a lot. Don't forget to join me again in the next episode, where we will delve into another enriching book. Until then, happy reading and happy listening.